Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wild Pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Thank you for joining us for another show of the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're thrilled to death to have you with us. We've got a special guest in the studio with us today. John Esterly, Rare Buzz Effects. That's Yay. right. He's joining us uh, for a three-peat, uh, and uh, partially because of who you suggested that we might we, we should get on the show due to your four on the floor. Yes, sir. That's right. We're going to uh, introduce this person right now. Who are you, person? I am Aisha Lowe of Low Sounds. Yay. Awesome. Hey. And Hey-o. hi, John. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. Finally, after Likewise. many an Instagram uh, nerd out sesh. That's right. <laughs> Aisha, we are thrilled that you are with us tonight for our show. Um, we are really excited to talk to you, get to know more about your pedals and uh, the things that you do. Uh, Tony, on this show... This particular show? Not this particular show. But the, the podcast in general. The, 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 the Royal Show. The Royal Show. Yes. We like to talk about gear and the makers of this gear. In particular, boutique gear. Mm-hmm. And that would be things like guitars and amps and pedals and pedal boards and pickups and pick guards and, and, and all the other things. All the other things. Yeah. And so, um, fortunately, Aisha of Low Sounds falls squarely into that. Uh, definitely a boutique builder. Hmm. Would you classify yourself as being anything other than that, Aisha? No, pretty much just as a musician who, uh, just out of sheer, like, not affording to be able to buy, you know, some of this stuff, just learned how to make it. And as a bass player, you know, I've probably bought a hundred pedals that just sound like total crap on the bass and couldn't figure out why. And now I know why it's such a simple thing in most, most cases that, you know, that's where I come at it from, definitely from recording and, and playing and just chasing a sound and just making, wanting to make stuff that just is like stunningly pretty too, hopefully. Give it kind of like a lady's touch in a way. In a way. I don't know what way that is, but. Uh, Do ladies in, in like, a way. like Atari this, controllers? This is, this is brutal, <laughs> this thing that you gave I, us. I think a lot of us do, you know? Yeah. I don't know. My video gaming kind of like ended after Atari 2600. (laughs) So, you know, you you trade your uh, Atari 2600 for guitar and that's it, at least for me. That's a way to do it. I still have no no time for games when you have, you know, Metallica songs to learn and that sort of thing. Damn right. All right. Well, we're going to get deep, deep into low sounds. In, in a little bit. Um, we've got a couple of announcements real quick. We want to give a big fat thank to Road Road Mics uh, for providing our beautiful, beloved Roadcaster Pro Darth box thing here. <sighs> it, it actually does look like that. Uh, I, I this, tell you, it, it is fantastic. Not. It does not look like Darth. It, it looks like the front plate. It kind of does. Yeah, see, thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, this thing does magic for us. If you are thinking about doing any kind of home recording, Mm -hmm. if you have a little band set up you want to do, if you're a singer-songwriter, 
and or if you're wanting to start, maybe start a podcast. I think it's ideally set up for a podcast. It's ideally set up for a podcast. It really exactly is. like you just said. Uh, so check those out at Rode Microphones. Also, thank you for the the Procaster mics that we've been using for quite a few dang episodes now. They're solid, man. Solid with articulating arms. Yep. Exactamundo. And so thank you so much to Rode for providing those and uh, helping out with our audio quality. Also, mm-hmm. also, gentlemen, this is the last episode of our show in this studio. I am, I have it. The sadness hasn't hit me yet. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, For those who um, have been listening long enough, pushing, pushing. For those that have been listening long enough, uh, we've been in the studio for uh, almost two years now. Has it been? Yeah, it's been two years. Well, two years years and two days in in a day or two. Yeah, and this has been our our. Second home. Uh, we have ephemera from builders. We have memories in here, and it's it's been really fantastic for us, except for the fact that the heating doesn't work, the cooling doesn't work, the elevator doesn't work, the parking's too expensive, the... Uh, internet. Internet sucks. So it's a miracle these things are even coming through. The elevator sometimes and the out. And the rent goes up. So we said, hey... As much as we love this, we got to bounce. So uh, we're going to be looking for a new place to live. We're still going to be making these in the meantime because our good buddy, John Finnell, Aww. who has been on the show, he's a check swell him guy. Out. He's he a super swell guy. He's bailing he us out. What's the name of his studio? studio? Relay Recording. Relay Recording. So um, you're going to hear us mentioning that for uh, a little while, while we're chilling out at his place trying to sort ourselves out and hopefully we're going to find ourselves a nice shiny new home that we can start creating all kinds of new memories in for you in a van down by the river in a van down by the <laughs> river all right uh, <laughs> what's going on in our music world this week tony well last last when last we spoke i was talking about a wonderful case a les paul case that i had ordered through my good friends it DH Gate. Yes. My good friends in China. DH Gate, for those who don't know, is kind of the Amazon ish Etsy version of, uh, of, of various things that you can buy overseas. Mm-hmm. And I've bought uh, guitars and things from them before, never had a problem. And they had this Les Paul case at an incredibly low price, shipped from China for under $50. I said, okay, I'm getting one. And, you know, they send a tracking number. Everything's cool, except mm-hmm. it's delivered uh, to somewhere in Texas. And uh, so I immediately got a hold of my good friends at DHgate, and I said, ah, uh, that tracking number that that seller put on is delivered in Burleson, Texas. Told you. And, uh, you know, they said, oh, we will put a claim in immediately, and we'll refund your money. Um, which is cool, except it just goes to show you there are scammers no matter where you go. Yeah. And I guess now, even in China. That's where that prince in Nigeria actually lives. In Burleson, Texas? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they, uh, that's been happening a you lot. You know, I sent, I, I, I believe that, and I sent thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope he's okay. I hope yeah. so, too. I'm excited. You're a humanitarian. Well, I am. Yeah. And uh, I mean, well, not really, because I 
did really want that millions of dollars that was going to be deposited in my yes, bank account. Too true. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Same thing happened to Buford and uh, Zach, as no. I said on the last episode. It's a scam going around. As with anything else, whether it's eBay or Reverb or just be careful. DHgate. You know, if you're not comfortable with it and you can't afford to lose the money that you're paying, don't do it. Never send via family and friends unless you actually know the person. Oh, that's a good point. Trust me. Yeah. That's on, on uh, he's referring to PayPal. Oh, yes. When you're making I, a payment. Yep. Because I don't do it, that all the time. It, because if you send something family and friends, one, there's no charge for it, but two, there's no recourse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. If you, if you pay gotcha. uh, outright, you've always got the claim as the buyer. But. Correct. So that's that's my sad, sad tale for the day today. All right. Thank you for sharing that, Tony. So uh, if you followed Tony's advice and went and got that, um, he will send you an apology letter. Yes, uh, personally. <laughs> personally signed. And with disappearing ink. Okay. Uh, you know what, Aisha? Would you like to share yours real quick? Yeah, I've just spent the last... I spend my days off building, but also lately playing with i'm just trying to play with like as many different people as possible in my area those are shut in for so long learning how to build and just being obsessed with it and not really playing music so now i'm kind of like wow i have like 300 pedals let's go jam you know (laughs) (laughs) so i've probably played with a dozen people in the last two days it's been really fun wow nice that's impressive jealous what is your genre of music of choice I'm dying to get a dub reggae band together, but it's proving kind of difficult. So I'll settle for a like dubby ish, weird, silver applesy kind of thing that seems to be happening okay. <laughs> right now. I'm just happy to play, but ideally that would be super fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I dig that. What's your what's your main guitar? Well, I'm mainly a bass player. Oh, what's your main bass? And so like my main bass is a 76 Fender Jazz. Nice. Oh, nice. Maple board? And then, uh-huh. I kind of wish it was rosewood, but it's pretty and it's nice. And what, then I have what, like what a... It? It's black. Mm, black on black. And more black. black yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I probably bought it because it was beautiful. <laughs> And then sort of like grew into loving it, but I gouged the frets playing punk rock on it. There you go. Many years, so definitely needs frets. But I have I have a lot of other bases and stuff. I work in a salvage place, so I'm there isn't a day I'm not coming home with music gear. It's kind of insane what people throw away. Oh, that's cool. wow! Yeah. Jealous again. My buddy found a 62P base in a, in, at the garbage dump. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It needed $1,000 worth of work, but I mean, Who cares? it's mint now and perfect. And you just wouldn't believe the things that people chuck. I mean, it makes you sort of wonder, is, this, is it these people are passing away and like, you know, their kids don't realize this stuff's valuable? I have no idea, but... I'm happy to find it, that's for sure. Yeah, that sounds yeah. more likely than anything else. Yeah, well, yeah, you, I think so, too. When you find some cool stuff, don't forget your friends here in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. There's yeah, going sure. to be yeah, a lot of giveaways. Why not? Just send a tracking number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't deliver it to Burleson, Texas. Yeah. All right. Well, Waste that's cool. Uh, Jared, how about yourself? Oh, it's been an eventful week for me. 
I finally got. Um, I've been doing work on John Fennell's uh, Music Man bass and a few other guitars, but yeah. mainly this Music Man bass. And it's one of the oldest uh, instruments that they started using active uh, pickups for. And it's just really cool. It's a really old computer board inside and all that. And I've changed every pod. I've done everything I could. But the middle, the middle knob, I think it's a bright knob, it just it screeches like nails on a chalkboard when it's all the way up. It's yeah. It's some people would put that in a box and call it an effect. (laughs) (laughs) It'll sell like hotcakes too. (laughs) They call it the screech, the chalkboard. Yeah. um, So he's a you know he has a recording suit. It's got to be. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be great. So. I looked online, tried to find a, an alternative than you know of what I was doing, and I bought the Seymour Duncan kit that you replace everything. So mm. that problem's going away, and I cannot wait to button it up tomorrow and hand it back to him. Oh, that'd be cool. Which mo- um, what model music band is it? It's the Stingray. Oh, sting an old Stingray. Yeah, yeah, it just has the single bucker. Yeah, um, and another cool thing is uh, my. I think I expressed in the last podcast um, a good buddy of mine, still good friends with. I was in a band with him, the first band I was with, um, and I mentioned getting the PV amp. Well, I went a step further last night, and I bought the the rack mount that I used to have with that amp. So I basically have everything I had when I was in my first band. Oh, cool. So... And he's been sending me songs that he's been writing, and it's like, are we going to get this band back together? So if that happened, that would be that that would just make my day because I really loved that band. It was a really good band, and it was all originals too. Nice. That was a, probably the best band I was ever in because it was it was the most creative band I was in. Hmm. So all the other bands beyond that were just you know top forty. Got to learn the stuff people want to hear stuff, you know? Yeah. So I, I really enjoy playing stuff that, that we... Nobody wants to hear. Probably. <laughs> but you know what? Everybody out there that's written your own stuff and played your own... Or you put your own spin on what your buddy wrote, that's me, is really proud of it. Yeah. And and that's uh, something that I want to do again before I die. So, yeah, I'm really excited. All right. That cool. sounds good. Yeah. How about you, John? Well, it, Jared wasn't uh, too far off base. He did do some work for John Esterly this week. Ah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've got this, uh, well, I've, I've been going through some fall-spring cleaning at the studio for the past couple of weeks and trying to make some decisions about what I'm keeping and what I'm selling. And uh, I've got this old Gretsch Junior Jet that I bought. Someone had already kind of been into it and had a P90 in it and had some junk electronics. So talk with Jared. He got me a... Uh, Filtertron to replace the P90, and Tony's going to be doing some pit guard or at least trim ring work for it. Oh, we're uh, going to make it purr. Yeah, we're going to make it real pretty. Uh, done it's going to be real nice, Clark. But, uh, yep. yeah, so we've kind of been working on that, uh, trying to put a plan together. I also um, should be here tomorrow, but I ordered a wiring harness from our friends over at Gun Street. So. Hey, right on. There you yeah. go. Um, Sean was real good about uh, kind of pointing me in the right direction about what he had kind of already on the shelf ready to go that would work for that. So good stuff. Up nice. There. Yeah. I saw that he posted a crazy, 
crazy Telecaster harness on Instagram. He's done that quite a few times. Yeah. And I was like, that thing looks like a flower. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was crazy, man. Wires all over the place. I, I was like, what does that thing do? Does that play a song when you press the tone button? <laughs> but uh, Outstanding. Anyway. Yeah. Sounds like he needs a clear uh, control plate so you can see all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Clear control plate. I mean, it's, it's, it's a work of art, these guys, what they do. These guys. These guys. To the work youth. of art with these guys. The what about you, Tony Baloney? Or, uh, How about Todd? Todd? Yeah. Since we already heard from me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Todd well, Baloney. I will say, first of all, uh, we've been talking about John Fennell for a little bit. And if you want to go check out the uh, episode 126, that's 126. the guy that we're talking about. Ah. Don't do it right now because you're listening to this episode. Oh, but yeah. uh, 126, yeah, Studio Recording Prep 101. It's a great one. I remember that one. That was a great one. Yeah. That is correct. And also, uh, episode 120 is uh, Gun Street Wiring. So yeah. check that out. You learn all about your wiring in junk, right? Yeah. Uh, as for me, I went to my local... There's We have a thing here in, uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and there's a couple of them around the country. They're called Music Go Round, and it's basically a <laughs> uh, sort of a used gear trade and buy place mecca and the the funny thing is so i went in to go get this uh they had a radial aby switch and the funny thing is the night before i went to go get it i said we were eating uh dinner it was right after an episode and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go buy this aby switch and tony goes oh that's cool and then the next day it's gone <laughs> tony i've got I, an i'm not even kidding when i walked in i'm like tony I, I thought did. you might. Would I, I, would I ever? I would not do that to I, you. I, I, that's what I. I, I would not do that second. to you frequently. I, I, do I, I think I have something that you may be able to use, my friend. I would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so that was going to be what I did this week. <laughs> Instead, I toyed around with my brand new electronic audio experiments, Halberd. Halberd. I got in on the, the first run of that, and uh, very very excited. Got to mess. So the trick there was that I have a. I'm currently running. You know, I'm not going to get into my whole like stacking thing, but an EP boost is in is up towards the front, and I also pulled out the uh, the Fopstar Royal preamp. Love that uh, pedal. It's a great pedal. I love that. One. Uh, it's a very it's a very specific, very special pedal, and um, uh, so I was like, hmm, what do these do in front of that? And it was really interesting to see how everything's playing together and what combination is going to work, would, would work for me. Mm. So that's what I was doing, and it was real fun. I don't know that I have a, a conclusion yet to that. Ah, well, we'll expect a full report. A full report, indeed. So that's what I was up to. Well, that was fun. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Aisha Lowe of Low Sounds, give us your four on the floor. Okay, it's a really tough one, but uh, the thing that's never not been a gig with me would be Electro Harmonics Deluxe Memory Man, I would say, for guitar and bass. Okay. I just love it. It what, just does that sound that it does. What prompted you to buy that? It's interesting. I don't really know, to tell you the truth. When I was 14 years old, I went into Sam Ash. This is the height of hair metal. Everyone's using those ADA MP1 and Mesa Boogie stacks and stuff. 
And I go in there and I ask the, you know, Sam Ash guitar department manager, hey, I'm looking for an analog delay. And to this day, I still don't know why in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking for it or asking for it. But he says, you know what? We don't have any for sale. But he said, come back tomorrow and I'm going to try and get find something for you. So I come back the next day and this dude gives me his Ibanez AD9 um, little analog delay. So that's my like, first pedal. And I just happened to fall in love with the sound of analog delay. And to this day, I just, you know, there are very few digital delays that where the sound doesn't bother me, especially on bass. Mm. Um, and that one just, you know, doesn't really rob tone from the bass and just, I don't know. You know, it has like secret sauce, the deluxe memory man. I get you. I and get it's you. a just big has metal that, box. Like, you know, did you buy yeah. that brand new? I did, and just recently I had Howard Davis just pimp it out with all his mods and recondition it. So um, it's just stupid good. I'm like almost afraid to leave the house with it at this point. But, <laughs> I don't you blame know. you. Now, I'm not familiar with Howard Davis. Could you enlighten the world about Howard Davis? So I guess uh, from my limited understanding of of this thing but uh he had a, he had something to do with designing that pedal and um he's this really amazing older gentleman who's worked for pigtronics and electroharmonics and he offers a bunch of mods on a bunch of the old electroharmonics pedals he does it out of his apartment in brooklyn i found him when i was living in brooklyn he had this like you know comcast.net you know Remember the early internet pages? <laughs> where it was like you did it in Microsoft Word and there's like 10 different fonts and you don't know where the links are and that kind of thing. Well, he still has that same web page. Nice. Good old days, man. And uh, again, this guy pretty much is responsible for me feeling confident enough to try out building because the first memory man I brought to him for modding was uh, my bandmate at the time's. And we end up hanging out at his apartment for like three hours. He's showing me his hi-fi. He's showing me all his original designs, including his work on Deluxe Memory Man that's on like filler paper and pencil. Wow. You know, just amazing guy and um, really inspirational. So uh, that's another reason why I think that pedal just has a special place for me. That might be... Um, uh, so it, it, can you list, are you familiar with the pedals that he made uh, aside from Deluxe? Not, well, I know he worked on some Pigtronic stuff as well. Okay. I mean, the guy was literally pulling out 50 different things. He was so excited to, you know, show me his work. Oh, that's Just neat. a really warm, kind guy. Interesting. I'm curious as we're, you know, semi-segue here, but... Um, you know, we spend so much time hitting the, so many of the boutique builders of the now and, uh, slowly we're getting, we're like kind of swimming down to the bottom of the, of the hole of like, well, wh- from whence did people come? And, um, I've reached out to a couple of really early producers of pedals. Um, even those who weren't actually the sole producers, but just working on them and stuff. So, uh, that's, that's, uh, I'm always interested to hear sort of the, the people that were originally working on stuff. If you think of sort of like the Seth lover, like if you imagine who was the Seth lover at some of these earlier pedal 
companies, you know, right? that, that, that were huge. That were. I mean, like, this gentleman's got to be in his seventies too by yeah, now. Wow. A friend of mine just got a pedal done by him, so I know he's still around. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah, this guy's one of the. He's one of those back in the day guys, you know. Right. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so how about number two? That's the Electroharmonics Bass Microsynth, the big box. Okay. Just because it does that huge gnarly thing it does, <laughs> where it can just sweep from like the lowest sub-octave to the highest, you know, like sounds a bass shouldn't make, essentially. You know, I was like really, uh, really into Peter Hook and Depeche Mode, and I've played a lot of electronic music, electronic bands, so... Always played with a ton of pedals mm-hmm. until really recently. Um, and that bass microsynth just has some power to it, too. Like, if you just really want to come in on, uh, like, a you know Mars Volta kind of, that, that thing's going right. to do it for you. Now, when you use that, do you use it in the full capacity of, like, I'm going to make my bass sound like a synth? Or is it one of those pedals that you kind of run on the low end of things? No pun intended. Kind of a lot of everything. I use it for a lot of different things. In fact, uh, I do a lot of recording. I'm a huge Ableton freak. I use it just as like a super intense sampler, kind of the way that Flying Lotus does. I'm not really doing like too much Max for Live or any of that stuff, but I love recording and that bass microsynth is great on drums. It's great on Bass, uh, it did have the guitar one for a while, the same era. Got them both at the same time. And that one, to me, even on guitar, just didn't sound as good as the bass microsynth. Um, so I kept the bass microsynth, sold the guitar one. And uh, this one's just been, like, really useful on my recordings. Like I said, not just on guitar, but, you know, pretty much anything you want to throw at it. When, so you're using that, that bass microsynth on guitar as well? Yeah, sometimes. I'm just curious at how it interacts with the guitar as opposed to a bass. Well, it won't. It kind of doesn't have as much uh, low range on the guitar as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guitar one, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I could only get it to do like really, really weird stuff and not as have it be as functional uh, and useful overall as not just a one-trick pony kind of deal gotcha. as the bass one. Gotcha. All right. How about number three? Um, uh, the bass paralooper. There's this guy, Charlie, goes by Musopotamus, uh, who's uh, <laughs> uh, I know it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a character in the DIY scene who was uh, really kind and just like um, did a lot of uh, tracing work and shares a lot of his work and ideas, and he uh, has this uh, schematic for this thing called the Paralooper. And as a bass player, you know, you plug into pedals, and sometimes it really robs your tone. And mm-hmm. for me, I never want to, it to not be holding things down as the right. bass player. Like, we can have all these cool effects, but it needs to be, you know, greasy and be holding it down underneath. So the paralooper is like an independent uh, kind of like send and return where I can blend my bass into it and um, it just uh, sounds markedly better. Wow. That's a super like uh, hidden gem. 
It sounds like. Yeah, because I've tried a bunch of pre-made stuff like that. And um, just this DIY project happened to be kind of the best sounding one. I mean, it probably doesn't hurt that I just spared no expense and <laughs> pimped it out with all the like quote unquote mojo parts. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's either here, neither here nor there, but uh, yeah, it really, really makes using pedals on the bass um, just more articulate. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people clamoring to try to get those. Is that something that's pretty available uh, on the used market, or is that a, are those made like one-off as requested? Um, pretty much this guy only made a few, I guess. And, um, yeah, he has a website, so I was able to actually just, you know, make one for myself. And uh, I just can't believe how useful it's turned out to be. It's not, you know... It's not one of those like multi effects does a million things for you. It just does this one thing mm -hmm. for you that makes all your other pedals just feel like I said, like you have more uh, low end, le less low end loss, more articulation, kind of. Yes. Uh, so more is not always more, as it were. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. cool. Very cool. I like that's That's a new one. That's never been on here. That's pretty dang cool. What about number four? Gosh, it's it's like not a pedal, but I use it all the all the all the time, and it's my number one most favorite effect. I have an RE two hundred one Space Echo. Okay. Um, and since I do turn it on and off with a pedal, that counts. We I, we allow it for a small it sound, big sound, so that's, that'll work. Yeah, I yep. included it in this instance because I just think it's uh, being a huge dub reggae fan and. You know, my dad's Jamaican and just I love reggae music. And the, the RE201 is just like the sound for me uh, of that. And um, again, I just have used it on everything, every kind of sample you can imagine. The guitar, bass, that thing sounds amazing. Now, is that something you don't, you don't take, the, do you take that out with you? Oh, absolutely not. It's like going in my coffin with me when they burn me up after I die. <laughs> no one's yeah, having man. that. I hear you. No one gets that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're like, you know, we're, we're star-crossed lovers till the end. That's right. I, uh, I think that th that is one that has come up. I that, is that the second or third time that we've had that on? I feel at like least second time. At least yeah. it's for sure at least second I think someone tried to do that one before, and then they're like, ah, no, I'll choose a pedal. But it, I believe that's come up. Uh, or did you just en enforce no. the rules back then? No, I didn't. I, I, nah, Todd. No, Come really. on, Todd. Yeah. Well, that sounds mighty cool, four on the floor. And uh, from a bass player, too. That's the second bass player, uh, four on the floor, we've had. In, uh, well, that's technically in, three uh, on the floor and one on the amp. That's true. That is true. Uh, you, she could just put it on the floor. You could that I don't think yeah I would probably have to have it right in front of me because I'd be afraid someone would walk, walk, walk off with it there you go <laughs> <laughs> I played a bunch of shows in China and it was like that if you didn't want some of your stuff to get taken you better be able to see it right you know because wow. yeah you know playing with an electronic band there's all this you know ableton stuff coming out of the laptop that's behind me and I see this guy like inching over trying to like mm -hmm. he looks like he wants to steal it you know Little does he know the entire show will stop if you right. steal this computer. <laughs> but he, he does steal it and he just leaves a little IOU with the Oh, no, it's literally like smacking it. his. Yeah. Uh, it's like smacking he replaces his hand. it with a like, cheap off. Les Paul case. Yeah. 
It's um, real, I swear. <laughs> thank you for your four on the floor. That was super dope. Uh, we appreciate you sharing those with us. All the little details and stories, cool stuff. As for you as a builder, you are the first female builder we've had on the show from a pedal standpoint. From a pedal standpoint. Yeah. Cindy. Don't forget Cindy. Yeah, no, Cindy Cindy was our, our first guitar builder, and, and you're our, our first pedal builder. And I don't want to be weird and make a deal out of it, but, I mean, it's kind of a kind of a thing. It's a thing, you yeah, know. It's it really, it's been hard for me to even track down and find other ladies who would be interested in this. A few months back, I even produced about 10 videos where I was trying to create a safe space for women to feel like they could come and learn and sort of like put my email out there for questions. Right. And initially it was great. It was like almost 50 women had signed up. Wow. And then I'm noticing through the views like, hey, they're not doing the homework, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it baffles me because I'm... I'm female and I absolutely love building and I'm super into pedals and I know there are tons of other female musicians who are super into pedals. I just want to find more who are into building. And uh, for some reason that just seems to be like this needle in the haystack thing. And I really hope that changes uh, in the near future. It was like that with Ableton back in the day. I've been an Ableton user since uh, 2002. Mm-hmm. And in the early days, there was nobody. I, there was a, there's this amazing guy called Tom Cosm who teaches Ableton for free online. And I asked him, out of all your tens of thousands of uh, students, are there any other females? I'm just curious, you know. And he said, no. Wow. Because, you know, on the registration, it says male or female. You, you don't have to answer, but he's said, yeah, I went and looked and you were the only one. Wow. <laughs> and so it sort of feels like that with building pedals in a way. But I mean, then again, just yesterday I went to go jam with folks and there was this woman in there who was taking gut shot pictures of a pig dog pedal. And I guess she was a builder too. So it's like, wow, I just met maybe the third other female builder yeah. you know, just randomly. Well, I got to tell you, I feel very vindicated right now because I took a lambasting after a specific social post. A well-deserved lambasting. Uh, no, it wasn't well-deserved <laughs> at all. Like, and, and all right, a norma- fun. Normally, fun I, to I would watch jest lambasting. with you, but it was it wasn't fun, and it was it it, it was it, it it really sucked. I was basically making the same exact point that you just did, uh, Aisha, which was uh, it's not for lack of trying; um, it's just very difficult to find. Yeah, so. it is. And and you know what? I could tell you this. I know of at least two female builders who have pretty decently sized pedal companies and no one knows they're female. And you know what? They're selling a hell of a lot more pedals than is I am. one of them John Snyder? So I don't... <laughs> <laughs> drink, oh, drink. <laughs> Tony with the zinger. Wow. That was a big one, Tony. Ching. He's really happy with himself, and, and rightfully so, Tony. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, now, I know uh, another one. So actually, I just sent out a note to uh, Frantone. Frantone. Yes, F-R-A-N. The peach, peach fuzz. Yes. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's kind of been a for a long time. She's kind of the OG. Yeah, super OG. I mean, the, the website is, I think, I think the same person that built your friend's website that you just mentioned built her website, too. Um, I got to find her then. She's going to be my new, like, 
my new Yoda. Yeah, and I feel like she's in Philadelphia for some reason. I can't. Everyone's not, in Philadelphia. There's a lot of builders in Philadelphia. God, all my buddies. Yeah, Electro Foods. Yeah, it's always Champion sunny. Lucky, and, all my buddies are out there. I I could be wrong, but um, yeah, definitely look up Frantone. And if you do get a hold of her, like tell her we're trying to get a hold of her. So, yeah. Anyhow. Um, well, I appreciate you sharing that aspect of it. I, you know, like I'm not trying to make it a bigger deal than it needs to be, but I think it deserves think a little cool. bit. Of, you know, I think it's cool. I yeah. think you know if we and if we can expand and find others, I think that would. I be think even if, if if T- if TC Electronics stops n- naming their pedals the way they do at times, you know, that could help too. Yeah, I know <laughs> I remember the big kerfuffle that happened. You know, yeah. call yeah. me crazy. Then maybe that didn't attract too many women to yeah. the game. Okay, well, anyway, so let's talk about you and your pedal game. Um, And and I will just mention, just really quick, let's let's try to make sure that we can point people in the right direction to see some of the things that you are building who are listening that are not driving right now. Where can people find what you're doing? I'm literally only on Instagram because I'm terribly social media phobic, let's just say. Okay. It took years for people to finally get me to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's also just very time consuming, as I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. And I'm a true nerd where I just literally want to be building and writing music and playing with my super adorable dog and that sort of stuff, you know? Sure. So, um, I'm not interested in like taking over the world with my pedal line and that kind of thing. I literally make handmade, one of a kind, fussed over, personalized pedals where uh, I like to get to know the customer as much as possible so I can really dial in some cool for them. Um, and I'm also the first one to recommend a different builder to them if they request something that's like not my forte. I right. just think like we should both be excited about a project. That's you know cool. this isn't just you know your garden variety thing. This is I want to make this special thing for someone um, that's as personalized as possible. I think that there is somewhat of a perception in the pedal world. John Asterly, correct me if I'm wrong, but when people jump in, they say, "Cool, I'm going to make a pedal, and then I'm going to make a whole bunch of pedals, and I'm going to." be Mr. Pedal Man or Mr. Pedal Woman or whomever you want to be. Um, and that doesn't sound like your approach at all. Yeah, no, I've I've literally built everything I can get a schematic for and messed around with stuff, you know. Um, aside from going for an electrical engineering degree, I have come as far as I could from my YouTube university education. And um, I know what I like to hear. I know what I like the sound of. I just, uh, I don't know if it has to do with me, you know, being in my 40s or what, but I love analog stuff. I just love the sound of it, no matter, you know, what it is. I just tend to love the sound of it. So those are the projects that I'm going to gravitate towards always, too. Um, You know, if someone wants a huge looper with like 10 on-off switches and silent switching and this and that, yada, yada, I'm not your builder, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you want a killer analog delay in a beautiful one-of-a-kind enclosure. I'm your girl. Well, um, speaking of beautiful one-of-a-kind enclosures, we have in front of us the uh, the uh, Super Fuzz, not the old 70s Super Fuzz, but what appears to be your take on that Super Fuzz. 
and this thing is gorgeous. I mean, I, legit, this is... Thank you. I think it's outstanding looking. I love it. Thank you, man. Is this a like a direct take? Kind of give us a little look into wh- where you came up with this here. Well, like I was saying, I'm one of those, like, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I love that super fuzz circuit. I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan and yeah. love MCA. Yeah, nice. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm from Jersey, uh, East Coast, and um, grew up just loving them. And uh, when I heard uh, Gratitude, I heard that fuzz on the bass. I was just yeah. like, that's the first pedal I'm going to make. <laughs> so I just became obsessed the first year I was learning with, you know, trying every variation that that thing could do. As a bass player, too, I really just wanted that tone switch wasn't doing it for me. To have the tone knob is a much more useful thing for bass, uh, for guitar too, I find. Um, anyway, so just came upon that by having it have a little more low end come in and having the highs kind of tamed a little bit. I also use transistors that are a little less gainy than you're supposed to because yeah. I kind of want this to be more usable. Like I want it to, you know, melt the melt the wallpaper off the wall when you need it to but also you know most people are going to use it for solos or whatnot but it's also i wanted it to be able to have like chunky rhythmness to it too melting the walls i'd say it's melting the walls off of the wallpaper that sounds stupid i just tried to be clever right there but this thing is crazy powerful oh my (laughs) god (laughs) it's my turn to take it yeah it is it is yeah Um, i'm gonna when I when I plugged this in at home, uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what this does." And I put it in, and the knobs are incredibly reactive to each other. Now, if I'm saying this wrong, please correct me. But they don't seem to be basically just stacking. They are incredibly reactive with each other. Yeah, that's what I love about that circuit in general. Even just you know, if you did a one to one clone, it's still got that to it you know yeah. what i mean and everybody's just doing their little their tweaks on it and having their own rendition and for me since I, i'm a rhythm guitar player and bass player i you know it was selfish i just wanted one that um you know could be used for both you know let's say you were playing a gig like i've been in bands where i've played guitar and bass at you know on the same show or switch to saxophone or this or that and it's like I love a pedal that can be used for a couple different instruments at once in a gig, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And so I was like kind of going there with it. I wanted it to be equally good on guitar and bass at least. Yeah. Well, when I, when I did finally get the thing, you know, and I I was careful, I didn't want to just, you know, put it at noon and and let it go. I had a sneaking suspicion (laughs) that this was uh, potentially a bulldozer and, um, as I started getting dialing in like this, uh, I was like, well, no, that's not it. That's not the tone. And then I hit this tone. I was like, oh, my God. And and I realized that my I, I clicked off and my amp was just hovering right above like tube friendly. You know, where it's like if you have your tube amp on, it's like it's like it, the volume's on, but the tubes really aren't doing anything. And then you get that spot and you're like, oh, there they are. I turned it. Yeah. I hit that. My, my wife was doing homework and I said, I said, Hey, I'm sorry. It's going to get a little loud in here. And, and then I just <laughs> opened it up and I was like, let this thing go. This is awesome. And she turned around and she's like, what the hell? Is that? I'm like, this sounds awesome. Uh, 
I was really, really stunned at the sound that came out of that because you were talking about articulation earlier. As much air as this thing was pushing out of my amp, at no point did I feel like I was losing the articulation. It just felt like another one of my amps got put in front of it if I pushed it farther. And that was pretty unique. I had I don't know that I had experienced that, at least in my living room, to that degree. Um, and uh, uh, so I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys can't, I can't wait till you. And Tony's got his AC30 at, uh, sorry, oh, your, nice. your AC15 hand-wired. And that, on two, it, wow. that will make your ears bleed. So I was like, man, when he gets a hold of this thing, that had, oh god, that, that building's gonna crumble. Yeah, it was it, it was loud. Yeah. <laughs> now you have a couple trim pots on this. Yeah, one is uh, to sort of get the um, one pair of the transistors have to be like pretty much perfectly matched in order to get that octave just right. Um, and so if you have transistors that aren't bang smack on exact, that trim pot can bring them to where exact is. But I'm really meticulous about, I don't, I don't make a super fuzz unless they literally all match exactly. I don't know. To me, I just, I like it that way, but it's there anyway, just in case. And frankly, you can get some kind of cool variation by putting them out from each other a little bit. And then the other trim pot is for the diodes, like how much of the octave you want in there, kind of. Um, oh. So, yeah, that, that one's... That would be kind of interesting. That one you should mess with a little bit. Maybe I'm I sure. will. The other one... I won't. Maybe not as fun, I'm but... Not, I won't Yeah, the diode one. one's really cool because let's say you just want to use it primarily for solos, like um, mm. our friend Clem from Cherry Glazer is... Uh, she uses our SuperBuzz on her touring board, and she told me she uses it for solos, just for like a nasty, you know, a single note solo type of thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it, it's it, you know it works out well for that. And she has the diode dialed, you know, so that the octave's a little more pronounced. But if you were going to be say playing some more chunky. Yeah, noty stuff. Maybe you want to like. For me personally, I like to dial it back a little bit. Yeah, I like to dial the octave back a tiny bit. Okay, but you know, it's kind of nice. That I, eventually, I'll probably put that on the outside as a as a regular pot. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah, cool. I think it'd be fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Then someone won't be terrified that they might actually blow anything up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, it's true. This they are may dainty. have the power to do it. Uh, 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 no, no you, joke. You, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to have a lady, you know, some lady hands to <laughs> accurately get that trim pot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Jared's got lady hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wishes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, actually, you know. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't mind it. Really, it would help me pick my nose a little better. Wow, that's weird. Mm. Um, I don't know. Okay. Back to pedals and stuff. That one you sent to us, is this something people can... Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of one of the few things that I make more than one of. Uh, It can be personalized to the person's liking, of course, however they want. Um, Occasionally, I'll do like a run. Sometimes I do a run of five or ten of them and post it up there on the Instagram. And uh, But they're always available. Mm -hmm. Anyone can hit me up there anytime and... um, I love talking to people, 
make anything you want, but the super fuzz is definitely something that I've made more than any other pedal for folks. Very cool. Make sure you who are listening right now going like, uh, sold. I want to get one of those. Make sure you go over to Instagram and, and uh, send Aisha a DM about this. Now you've all, you're also sort of internet famous for some, what basically what John turned us on to, which was your Tari controller pedal. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Ooh, John got the nicest one too. I I I had a suspicion. He got this like kind of one of a kind one that I almost didn't want to sell, but then he's like so cool. So I said, well, if, if you ever want it back, uh, you can't have it because it's going in my coffin <laughs> with me. So, well, luckily I, I took like really good notes. Uh-oh. But you know, okay. you never know. I'm doing a run of ten of them. Those will be available soon. I've been working on Atari Fuzz playing music. Every time I do them, I do a different fuzz in there, and so this time's going to be a. A pretty straight-on harmonic percolator. Okay. Ooh, fun. Nice. When those are ready, if you want to uh, drop us a little note, we can say, hey, get on over there and get those things, people. We'd be happy to, to do that for you if you wanted any, any uh, air thanks, cover. Thanks, man. Yeah. Any time. Ta- yeah, I always appreciate that. I uh, Word of mouth is kind of like where it's at for me. And um, just, you know, it's an incredible community, too, all the builders. Um we all like shout each other out all the time. And I think it's really amazing because not a lot of businesses do that. No, they really don't. I mean, it's, it's usually competition cutthroat the whole nine yards. And uh, even the pedal world used to seemingly be like that, like in the nineties and stuff. It's, you you know, know, you think back to the days of gooping boards so that people couldn't see what, you know, what was going on in there. And now it's like, Someone has a problem with their circuit, and they'll ask somebody else. And it's it'd be like Ford asking Chevy to look at their engine and see what's wrong, you know. Yeah. But it's it's not like totally. that, you know. We just, I think there's kind of this unwritten rule that you're not going to steal anybody else's stuff, and yeah, you know, we're just here to help each other out. Yeah, just don't be a Richard, you know. <laughs> um, and now uh, you you did mention uh, one thing about the boards. Uh, one thing that. I've been seeing a lot of lately. It seems as though the newer guard, the newest guard that is coming out is really embracing the collaboration thing. I'm seeing more and more pictures where you're seeing a board that's been made with two makers' names on it. I think, uh, you know, from my standpoint, a lot of that just comes from the friendships that we have. You know, it's... there, There are a handful of builders that I talk with on a daily basis, and there are times that we kind of bounce ideas off each other and that idea turns into turns into a collaboration board. Right. And I think there's a lot of that that you see you know past, present and future yeah. type collaborations. Yeah. And this whole thing it, it expands out to other, you know, trades as well. Like for me as a pickup builder, I'm really good friends with Wolf McLeod with Wolftone Pickups and I actually buy product for him mm-hmm. from him because he does such a good job um making you know, flat work for Strat or whatever, mm-hmm. single coil pickups. So it, I'm sure in the amp world, you know, the the same relationships are are around. I would imagine. You know, man, it is, it is his own island. You know, that's my old yeah. man always taught me. So. I don't know. I, I'm not going. I'm not trying to speak for the for the amp builders out there. I suspect it might be a little bit more a, a little bit more closed off because there's it's a lot. There's a lot more sort of. To a point, I think it's fewer true. options. Yeah, to a point, it's. I think that's the way it is with everything. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. 
We'll have to ask an amp. Well, over. amps amps are way way more costly than pedals in most cases yeah. too. So it's a lot harder for somebody to pull trigger on a two thousand dollar amp than a three hundred dollar pedal. Yes, a lot of the time, you know. Absolutely That's true. You're making these pedals, and you're you're diving in. You mentioned a degree. Well, that's what I would love to do eventually, like, as an old lady, (laughs) is go and (laughs) learn electrical engineering properly. And, and, uh, you know, I'm just super intrigued by it. But at the same time, uh, sound is really what I'm intrigued by more than anything. And um, so I remind myself of that constantly when I'm building for 10 hours and playing for two, Mm -hmm. you have to build for six and play for six <laughs> right sure kind of thing you know what are some inspiration uh with some tone inspirations that you've been maybe feeling lately i'm absolutely obsessed with krung bin um i think mark spear and uh are just they're diving back into some you know really older old sounds old recording techniques and um, just has like a worldly flavor to it. Krum- you know, they record in a barn. They Krumbin. do it in one take. Yeah, it's uh, it's really hard to pronounce. I'm probably not Is that even the pro- Swedish pronouncing band? it. No, they're from Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. They're a trio uh, from Houston, Texas. They got their they met playing in church band, from what I understand. And um, they're huge reggae fans. They're big record collectors and just lovers of music. And Mark Spear is just incredible. If you're not familiar with him, he plays lead and rhythm at the same time. And it just blows my mind how this guy literally has nothing special on his board really at all. And everything he plays is so special. Wow. And, you know, I have to say my year was completely made (laughs) when he bought a one of my dub sirens this year. Oh, nice. Um, Cause that's my favorite modern band right now, you know? And for this guy to reach out to me on Instagram, be a really cool person and pay money for my product that I wanted him to have anyway, he would not take it for free. And he gave me and Fiona, you know, free tickets to go see them in wow. Berkeley. They were playing, you know, just really amazing people. I've met the kindest folks, you know, and Krungbin's music, though, everybody's got to check them out. How do you spell that? It's, all right, this is a tough one. It's K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. He didn't want to go with, like, Kevin and the Bruisers or something? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, apparently they were, like, really influenced by, they were listening to a lot of, like, Thai disco, like, weird, well, who is you know, I 70s mean. music. Come on, it's amazing. <laughs> And so that means airplane. I was going to say or something I'm, I'm, like that. I'm told by their Instagram page it means airplane. Huh. Yeah. But they're from Texas. Yeah. All and right. they're so good. That's cool. All right. Well, now we now everybody's got to go check that out and see what that's all about. Hell yeah. Super neat. Hey, yeah. check out one other band too. Yeah. There's these Japanese guys called Kikagaku Moyo. And no. Yeah, and they play like Sabbath meets like Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's hard. It's like very 60s throwback, but they jam. And these guys have no less than 20 pedals a piece on their boards. So it's just fun pedal watching after the show, and they really rock. 
So I, I always say if you're a pedal person, go check out Kikagaku Moyo. Ki, uh, Kikagaku Moyo. It's uh, K-I-K-A-G-A-K-U. And then second word, M-O-Y-O. So I'm just giving you like the hardest possible band names to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I'm pretty sure Kikagaku Moyo means Krungbin in Japanese. It's ja- it means airplane. <laughs> no, in Swedish. In Swedish. Yeah, oh, Swedish. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. um, now, uh, let's see here. So you're you're just doing your your stuff, and is there a do you see any kind of like progression or change from where's this going? Yeah, I kind of do want to keep doing unique things. Uh, like I said, I don't mind making runs of up to 10 of one thing, but I just really like the idea of people having special personalized products um, for making music and making art with. And Fiona and I are also working together on some sound boxes that aren't necessarily guitar pedals. Mm, okay. um, they can be as well, but... Um, you know, uh, synthier kind of things. Um, me and Wooly from Champion Lucky have been collaborating on the next dub siren that I want to put out. Um, oh, nice. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but in reggae music, every now and then, you know, you'll hear a boop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the dub siren. So I make those, but it's like this much more intense thing because it's a guitar pedal as well, where you can send <laughs> the guitar through it and it has a filter and a delay. So it's like reggae in a box. Oh, reggae cool. in a box. You mentioned Fiona twice there real quick. Can you... Fiona is my significant other slash other half of low sounds, sort of the uh, visual artist half of us, I would say. Okay. One thing that I know her for, and maybe you can talk a little bit about it, um, the two of you did some custom art on a Chase Bliss pedal that I think kind of made the rounds and really... I mean, that thing just popped. Oh, man, what an amazing opportunity. That was just incredible. Um, yeah, Gabriel Tanaka, from Best Guitar Effects, he puts out the ayahuasca pedal uh, along with Chase Bliss. They do, I believe, 10 of them a year, and they choose a painter to hand paint them every year. Mm. And this year they reached out to us and asked Fiona to do it, and... Um, we were just overwhelmingly excited about it. <laughs> it was a huge labor of love, and we got to have one too, which was really exciting. Oh, wow. Um, just getting to, you know, talk to Joel and Gabriel, um, and just, you know, it, it was an amazing experience for us. Uh, it, was, it was a hard experience, because as people may or may not know, we build everything out of our studio apartment. We have no outdoor area. Oh. So we were literally finishing these ayahuasca pedals in Fiona's parents' driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and the neighbors are probably looking at us like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> well, I'd, but, I'd have yeah. to say the, the end product just turned out magnificent. So kudos, oh, kudos yeah. to the two of you for that. Yeah, I etched the little plates on the back, but the rest was all her. Um, she did a really beautiful job. Very cool. You just reminded me of, uh, as soon as you started talking about the studio apartment, um, our friend from uh, Honey Tea Guitars, mm. b- literally building these, it's hard to explain, museum quality, but player guitars. He's finishing guitars in his shower. 
Yeah. Because there's there's he he he's building them like Luthery in his kitchen and then finishing him in the in the bathroom and you would look at these things and you're like uh, there's no way he's that this is worth less than $10,000. I mean, it it's they're incredible. So people don't limit don't let yourself be limited. Yeah, Just you, do it, man. You can't let yourself be limited by socioeconomic constrictions, you know. I'm living proof of that. I've been a cook my whole life, but I never made a lot of money. Um, and again, that's what got me into building in a lot of ways was just, I want that pedal, but I can't afford it. So, yeah. you know, I come to realize there's so many schematics out there. And if you have the gumption, you can do it. You can totally do it. And I definitely want to say to all the ladies out there who are listening to your podcast, who are super into pedals, just do it. Yeah. Just get online, get on the, the uh, search engine, and you you know, and email me. I'll help you. Um, and and I'd love to see more ladies, ladies doing too. it. I mean, anybody, but especially we need. We definitely need. I, I like the idea of having more ladies out there building. Maybe you could offer a few things up right now for those people that might be not necessarily. Hey, I'm ready to build, but maybe they're even just thinking about building. What are a couple resources that you might suggest? I would check out DIYstompboxes.com. I uh, learned a lot there. The Mad Bean website, learned a ton there. Uh, really nice folks there. And the uh, Tagboard Effects blog, I learned a ton there. And now that I'm diving into the uh, synth-making world, um, there's a musicfromouterspace.com mm-hmm. website. And it is just like the most complete build documentation and explanations for all that stuff i've always been so intimidated to build since and that website really uh made me feel like okay well all this info is literally right here there's nothing that i need to go looking for so i'm gonna try it and you know build three or four projects successfully and uh you know, I think people could learn a whole lot, whether it's guitar pedals or synths from that website alone. Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about building synths, and, and this I, I realize that this is not necessarily exactly on topic, but one of the things that I learned about, um, I was watching a, a, a Joy Division uh, documentary, and I didn't realize that they were building their own synths and drum pads. Uh, oh yeah, their own drum machines like that is like wait 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 what? <laughs> yeah, craftwork. Like they didn't have this stuff; they had to make it. <laughs> right. Uh, that just uh, strikes me as remarkable. We are always thrilled when someone says, "Hey, I've been listening to the show, and um, I've I've heard enough people say just get out there and do it." And I love that you offered that up and you said, "Get out there and do it." It's so encouraging to hear people like yourself say that, um, especially coming from a, a solely creative standpoint, trying to trying to be creative. I mean, you know, even if you just do one, just do it. You'll be thrilled when you plug that thing in and click it and it makes a noise. It is such an exhilaration. Is, is, are you building now? Is that what I No, I'm not. Think I think I heard. I've, I've put together um, like two or three, two or three, but, um, I would like love a couple to do kids. More. Yeah. I just got a couple kids, but, um, I, I, they were fun. They're just fun to do, you know? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. You don't have to tell us me and John know. Yeah. yeah. You guys know yeah. you're doing it all the time. 
It's a little. It's a little too fun. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I will say that the intimidation thing for me, at least, comes into because it is. On one hand, I love doing it, but it's also intimidating because if I don't have the following on kit, I don't know all this stuff. And so I am that person who's listening right now going, I can't do that. Oh, you can do that. Well, they should do exactly what you did and get the kit, you know? I think the daunting part is trying to source parts. Oh. When you're just doing it all yourself and you mm -hmm. don't know and you make that mistake uh, I did in the beginning and I'm sure everybody does where I go on eBay and buy the cheapest thing from the furthest away. <laughs> <laughs> and you're surprised when it catches on fire when you try to test your circuit and it's a fake and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, the kits are great. They, um, yeah, they are. Now, okay, I'm going to press on this real quick here. There's two things. We're just talking about kits real quick, and I think this is a nice place to hang out, and, and then we'll wrap everything up. Number one is if someone wants to go check out a good kit, where would you, where would you guys uh, send people to? I really like buildyourownclone.com's kits. I haven't bought too many kits personally, but I've gotten a couple of theirs and felt that they were pretty pretty good. Build your own How about clone. you, John? I uh, BYOC definitely and just so that we've got more than one um Aeon Electronics, which is a i o n electronics.com um he just recently quit his day job and is doing that as his full-time gig. So nice. kudos to him living the dream. But uh, he takes a lot of classic circuits and then builds a board that has all of the mods that a lot of people would do to it already built in. So say you want a tube screamer, but you want to do the fat mod. Well, just by moving a component from spot A to spot B, it's already on there. So... Um, he, he's another great one and his documentation is second to none. I mean, it's got schematics in there. It's got all the parts listed, where to get them, what part number to buy from what source. So, okay, cool. Now, I'd like to point out one more, uh, company sure. that, you know, if you're not a beginner and you're, uh, I don't want to say an advanced builder, but you're, you know, you've got, you built a hundred pedals, right? You built 80 pedals, something like that. Um, there's this company called Dead End Effects that they uh, they find these hen's tooth, you know, pedals, these things, these super rare things, and they, uh, you know, trace and reverse engineer stuff that you just can't get anymore. And some of these projects are really dense and fun. Um, Phil and Dino are their names, the guys over at Dead End Effects. And uh, some of us who are on the seasoned builder tip, check out some of those projects. They're yeah. just incredible. You know, if you want to challenge yourself, uh, check them out. Amazing. So, some of their circuit boards are like the size of an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Wow. I mean, they are gigantic. It's so Tony, didn't, you could didn't, see them. They just did the Synthi, the Synthi, <laughs> Uh, the what is it that phaser that huge yes. one like you're saying it's like eight and a half by eleven it's it's huge. got like eight phase blocks instead of four I was just Whoa. looking at it it's pretty trippy Jared loves a phaser a big one yeah well, I got the bi phase man. Yeah. <laughs> big, big giant bi phase okay now here's the second part of this oh, question yeah. yeah um I have a a medium size I I've got about this I don't know it's about maybe two inches thick stack of quote unquote business cards that have circuits on this bay is a circuit business card. John, yeah. you gave me one. Yeah. Now 
each one of these things is essentially the heart of a pedal. Right. Mm-hmm. If I have it, where and how can I get the parts to make that from these same places or from somewhere else? Where would you suggest? All you guys are just handing out the, oh, go yeah. make a pedal. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I'd would, tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Right? <laughs> uh, Aisha's not kidding. I, and this is one thing I would say as a, as a piece of advice to somebody who's starting out, one thing that you will always underestimate is the amount of time you spend finding parts. I mean, it's, I can spend, if I've got a, a pedal with 50 parts, it might take me three or four hours to build a bill of materials. So all that being said, there's a lot of places you can go. You might not get everything from one place. Mm. Um, yeah, that seems unlikely I, in my experience too. I, Mauser I think Electronics. for beginners, uh, I, I think for beginners, Tata Electronics is good because it's pretty cheap, yeah. and they have like most of what you need as a beginner. Tata. Mm-hmm. T a t a. It's T a y d a. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Yes. But yeah, Mauser's like. For the big dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's very confusing. Mount that's like if you don't want it's site. very confusing, but if you don't want to mess around and you want like the best quality parts, I find that that's yeah. the place I'm gonna I get a few parts for my small bear in them. Yeah, I I get a few parts for my pickups for Mauser as well. I mm-hmm. usually go to Radio Shack. Yeah. <laughs> God, I miss Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah. so don't much. We all. Remember the their silver bearing solder was so good. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like there's a need in the marketplace for a one-stop, easy to go to. Well, radio it, components, you know, are. yeah, like a electronic Seven Eleven. You know, I mean, yeah. Mauser's great and they've got everything, but their their website, the learning curve that's, on that's it's really pretty steep. Yeah. I mean, it 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 takes you a while to figure out how to, and even knowing what you're looking for, you might. Dig yeah, for it's a not while. for beginners at all. No, if you want, if you want one place to go to to guarantee you won't get started. Go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go there and you'll just quit yeah. before you start. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of quitting, we're going to have to wrap this up, but uh, we really appreciate you spending your time with us. I, I love talking with you. I know that uh, everybody else in the, in the place yeah. did here too. Uh, and uh, we'd love to have Thanks you back for having on me. at some point for sure. Absolutely. I'll probably have some really weird sound boxes by then <laughs> nice. <laughs> to share I'm, with I'm you. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Uh, cool. We are going to mosey on over to Jared's side of the room. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Would You Rather? That's the last time this will be uh, that'll be uttered in this in these hallowed walls yeah it is that's kind of oof it got me right there a little bit thank you yeah. jared oh you're welcome this would you rather is from our friend alex Giraldi of copper sound pedals yay hello alex alex so you'll have to kind of pay attention to this one and, and we'll have t- uh, tony baloney here kind of speak it in a language that I understand, especially I'm going to speak it part. in a language, yeah, that I that a t- you know a five year old can understand for me. So, <laughs> would you rather have to play a week's worth of gigs with standard strings in standard tuning with a capo on the twelfth fret of your guitar, or play all week in Nashville tuning only the drone strings from a pack of strings for a twelve string? 
Okay. Yeah, we're going to need a little. <laughs> okay. Alex, <laughs> let's let's have Tony unbox that one for <laughs> us. I'm going to unbox this yes. guy for you for Jens. Um, so basically, Nashville tuning. Yes. Uh, a lot of studio cats use it uh, on a six string guitar. Yes. You put the octave set of strings on the six string guitar. Okay. It's normally used to give the sound like if two guitars are playing, right. one guy's playing or person is playing the, you know, the standard tuning. What is different about the octave set from a twelve string that would make this sound different? Tell well, me. the the E and the B are the same, uh-huh. but the other four strings are an octave higher. Okay, so it would be like putting those four strings on the twelfth fret. Okay, so okay, so that is so it's not that you're literally taking the strings from a twelve string set, you're tuning them as if they were. No, no, you are literally taking a Nashville set, which I've I've used it on a couple of my acoustics, is the octave set of strings on a standard six string, real tiny ones. Yeah, well, for the most part, yeah, yeah, not short. So it's it's, it's it's it sounds a little <laughs> bit weird when you play it by by itself because it is, you know, like your your <clears throat> E and the B string are actually they're higher. Well, they're tuned higher. Well, yeah. your E and your B are are standard tuning, but the other four strings are, right. octave are higher. T- okay, yeah, it's weird. So typically, studio cats use them for uh, for. Making the sound of a twelve string. That's what's string. on their business card, by the way. Studio cat. Studio, Studio cat. cat. Why don't they yeah. just use a twelve string? Mm. Well, because this is a different way to do it. Yeah. There's okay. more than one way to skin a cat, as yeah. they say. A studio. Mm. Cat. A studio cat. Yes. Okay. So anyhow, so I guess the the question is: Would you rather play a, a standard regular, a six yeah. string guitar capoed at the twelfth fret, Ugh. which makes it very difficult to play, you in my opinion? Tiny fingers. Or would you rather have Nashville tuning, which means you can play the standard frets, right? Uh, but the, it it gives the 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 sound of of a twelve string. Well, the other half of a twelve half there, of a twelve string. There was a caveat in there about the drone <laughs> so strings. Kooky. What would that do to it then? Well, there's no drone strings. I don't. I, okay. mean, I think he was talking about the octave strings. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's clear as mud, Tony. <laughs> Because as I just sort of explained, I I would any day of the week play the first position, especially when you have sausage fingers. Yes. Yep. Uh, any day of the week, and I and actually it is a unique sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually keep at least one of my acoustics set up as a, as a Nashville tune, uh, just for that reason, because it is a, it's just kind of a cool little play on things. Yeah. And other people that I've introduced that. Nashville tuning to, they say, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to do this more often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to go with plan B, which is the octave or the Nashville tuned set. Now, can I ask a silly question here? If I want to do like standard cowboy chords on there, that's yeah. not going to work. Will yeah, it? it works just fine. Okay. It just it'll, sounds it'll different. It'll sound different. <laughs> Well, of course it'll sound different. No, I mean it's I mean the tuning is the same. It's just like I said the first that's four strings asking. are an octave higher. So, it's almost like if you've ever played a mandolin that's tuned properly, right. it's an upside down guitar. Uh, uh sure. I mean, it's, so it sounds different. 
if you're if you're if you're doing it, if you're I, expecting the sound right. of a standard, take a twelve string. played an out of tune mandolin. So yes. that <laughs> <laughs> yes. take a twelve string and take the four bigger strings, yes. the wound strings <clears throat> off. There you go. I only ever use a, an untuned mandolin to play my guitar with. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jared, how about yourself? That's an easy answer for me. It's going to be Plan B as well because of the big hands that I have. I yes. do have large hands. Yes. So yeah, it's it's not easy playing up there as far as chords, leads. Yeah, I could do some leads, but chords, nah. wheelie, 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 wheelie. something like that. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. All right, that's it right there. Aisha, how about yourself? I'd have to choose option C. <laughs> which is ask Steve, <laughs> ask Steve Dimadash to just uh, make a pedal that'll make that sound there so you can just let your guitar uh, regular right through it. <laughs> uh, you can actually, he's going to be, he, he, by the time this will have aired, the episode with him will have aired. Yeah. So you can listen uh, yeah. to that one. I, be, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that some of the Variac settings, there is a, an option to do Nashville tune. Huh. So it actually huh. can give you that kind of sound. There too. it is. All right. John? Well, I've got an answer and a question. Um, I'm going to kind of go with the uh, majority here. I think just the playability of the guitar would be so much better to have the full neck. And you're, correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to end up with about the same sound. Sound wise, uh, it sounds different. It sounds. But um, you're, you're going to you be an twi- octave up either way. Yeah, right. you have twice the string. And it's going to oscillate different, so yeah, it'll sound a little different. But I have yet to hear this myself. And then my question to Tony would be, is this, if I wanted to do Nashville tuning, do I walk in and buy Nashville tuned strings, or do I buy a 12-string guitar pack? And Well, if you came down to my shop, I had, I had some uh, sets. Oh, what a nice guy. Uh, I had some sets made. Okay. Um, string but, toy, but string for toy those who might that, actually right? want to do it. Yes, if you if yeah. just If you want to, just go buy a standard 12-string set. And then just and can just the other. The heavy strings. Gotcha. Good. Well, I'm not going to beat this. The I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> I got caught, I got caught with a bunch of metaphors. All right, I'm taking option number two because I don't wheelie wheelie wheelie. So I need to I need to be doing power chords and stuff like that. So give me the natural tuner all day long, and I'll make a bunch of racket with it. At option number two. Mm. It, and you play it the 12th thread at option number two, it's be super high. Yeah, option super number two with a capo. Man. That's what I'm doing. Woo-hoo. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, uh, boy. With the super fuzz here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what a great episode. Aisha, where can people, let's remind people where they can uh, find your awesome pedal work. Over on Instagram, at Low Sounds, L-O-E-S-O-U-N-D-S. And uh, same for email. If you want to shoot me a question, lowsounds at gmail.com is my email address. I love talking to people. Hit me up. Um, Look forward to building for all y'all. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Let's go around the horn real quick here uh, in a second after Tony tells us we got to thank a couple of people. We have to thank a bunch of people. Yes. So at this point of the show, we like to thank a very special group of people. That's right. Some, including ourselves, would call them executive producers. Yep. There's one in our room right now, too. I've met that guy. I know him. I know him well. Well, not super well, but enough. enough. Well enough. There's probably someone out there sitting in their car saying, well, 
what's an executive producer and how do I become one? You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knob. You'll find a couple of different levels in which you can participate. And each level has its own selection of swag, if you will. True. That's things like barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and T-shirts. and Keychains. Keychains and a signed and autographed 8x10 of Todd Novak. <laughs> no, that is not in there. So as an executive producer, you get all that fun stuff. But in addition, you get one very special thing. One extra special thing. That's right. And what is that, Jared? Well, you get to have your name read on the and thing. that's what I'm going to do right now. We're going to welcome again Mr. Cody Foster. Hey, Cody. Right he's on. A, he's our newest executive producer. Yeah. Thanks, nice. Cody. The show. Also, we have another Cody, Cody Lane. Yeah. Hey. Who's been super duper involved. Like, I, as soon as he joined on, was like, I'm getting emails and DMs and all kinds of stuff. He's like, yeah, let me in on this stuff. Excellent. Thanks, Cody. Yep. Uh, Justin Jones. Yep. Tommy Manasco, David Kaminga, Doug Gann, Tim Nowak, John uh, S. Esther. <laughs> Esther Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy, Esther yeah. oh, He's right here. Uh, Chris Heidel, Ty Harmon, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb. Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Brad Partridge, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, Sean S. S. John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Brazen. All right. Thank you so much, everybody who is supporting us. We truly thank you. You know, we're about to leave this place, and your help is going to get us to the next place and uh, to continue this show. It is so important to us, and we thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, gentlemen, Tony. Yes, let's say you, you need a special pick guard. Yes. Uh, well, you're changing out pickups. You're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Go over to pickguardian.com. You can see some of the things that I do on our, you know, for that I offer for sale. Sparkle. If there's something there that you that you don't see or you don't know how to order, just drop me an email and I will guide you through the process. You have Sparkle. I'm cards. here for you. Sparkles. Perfect. If you want to see some of the projects that we've been talking about, uh, go over to Instagram and it's pickguardian1. That's pickguardian and the number 1. Perfect. Jared. If you need new pickups, new old-looking pickups, or whatever, uh, give me an email. <laughs> Given I can do whatever, too. So please give me an email. Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at brandonwantpickups.com. If you see me on Instagram, message me through there, whatever it's convenient for you. Thank you very much. Best sound pickups in the biz. Boom, right there. I said it. Thank John. You. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram at rarebuzzer. And then uh, www.rarebuzzer.com. Yeah. Perfect. You can drop me an email, Todd at the guitar knobs.com or a DM on Instagram at guitar knobs. We thank you so much for your support and for hanging around. We hope you enjoyed this particular show. We want to give a humongous thank you to our friend Aisha Lowe of Low Sounds. <laughs> Woohoo! Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. All right, everybody, have a great guitar weekend. Subscribe!
Correct the mundo. You guys can throw me right out that window if you yeah. want to. I'm going away for a game. You better not get me sick. I know what I'm doing, you clowns. <laughs> okay. You got to work with me here. I'm working with you. Okay. I'm trying my best. This is going to be a really long night. There's a definite possibility that a bottle full of questionable fluid in your studio is indeed pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Ohio State. Technology. <laughs> it's a big fancy show here. This is a production. He's uh, like, spit it out, get it going, go around the horn already. <laughs> Kikagaku Moyo. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.